Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the Oracle Speaks. I am the Village Elliot. I want to talk about Jerome Ford, fresh off a great game, a career game, actually, against the Baltimore Ravens. We've been, some of us, myself included, have been hopefully constructively criticizing Jerome for too much East and West and not enough North and South. But I think most of you will agree with me that the lad was Going north and south against Baltimore, he was just really outstanding and uh, did a number on Baltimore, really. I mean, we couldn't ask for a better game. He was absolutely uh, chubby, and is the only word that really I can use to describe him. He had 17 rush attempts, 107 yards, that's 6.3 yards per carry. That's up to Nick Chubb's standards. I'm not saying that he's Nick Chubb, but that game, this game was really uh, up to Nick's standards. I think Nick would agree with that. Guy was fantastic. Um, He also added a catch. That helped for two extra yards. But, you know, well, that wasn't really so special. But, man, he kept the ball on the ground, moved the chains, just really an outstanding job. So congratulations to Jerome Ford. Uh, on the other hand, you know, I'm not the type to criticize the coaching staff on Kevin Stefanski, offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt. When things are going poorly, I don't kick them when they're down. But I do kick them a little bit when they're succeeding brilliantly. And they did succeed against Baltimore brilliantly. I was so happy when they beat Baltimore. I didn't think it was going to happen uh, during that game. I thought, oh, my gosh, the season's over. There's no way they can catch Baltimore. But suddenly after that win, Baltimore looks very vulnerable. I noticed that Baltimore is favored against Cincinnati. I just have to question that a little bit. I'm not sure that Baltimore is actually a better team than Cincinnati. I question the size of that spread. 
I think um, I might like Cincinnati against Baltimore a little bit. They might even win that game outright. But um, anyway, we'll talk about more about more about that later in the week. But the thing I wanted to talk about is the rushing attack of the Cleveland Browns. There are still a few things that I'm unsatisfied with. I've been complaining all year long that the Browns do not have or have not had an adequate running back room. In other words, that there have not been enough bodies in the running back room. We've got three now with uh, re-signing Kareem Hunt, uh, Jerome Ford coming through and having a very good year. He's on course to uh, come in with a 1,000-yard rushing uh, yard season or something along that line. Not saying he's going to get exactly a thousand yards, but he's going to get something reasonably close to that as long as he stays healthy. They've also got a running back uh, in Pierre Strong Jr., who has been pretty good in limited opportunities. Now, at the moment, he's not completely healthy, and I think that's why he was held out of the Baltimore game. I don't believe it was probably not a disciplinary thing, probably not because he was perceived as the third string running back, although we'll get into that a little bit later. And uh, they also have former Baltimore Ravens running back, Kenyon Drake, who's sitting on the practice squad. And I think he's about due for a promotion. I hope they find a way to get him on the 53-player regular roster because he could be useful in helping to distribute the load a little bit. And that's really what I wanted to talk about is distributing the load. I think that the Browns continue to overwork or overemphasize the talents of one or two running backs, and uh, they need to find ways to get other people in the game. And again, it's not fair to say that, well, I want to see more carries for Pierre Strong, when I think that there's been um, a health issue about Pierre Strong not being completely healthy, and I think it's a hamstring in his case, and we don't really have a good handle about how healthy he actually is. So I don't know that the criticism is completely fair at this point, but uh, I think it would be fair to say that we'd like to see him get some more carries at some point in the season. We'd like to see... If, if he's not completely healthy, then Kenyon Drake maybe ought to be promoted. And um, let's see if we can get some carries for the big guy. Well, I don't know if we call him the big guy, but let's say the veteran who has gotten more than his share of yardage in his NFL career. Why don't we see him and um, – let's get some mileage out of him. And the reason is simply that it's a very difficult job to carry the ball in the NFL. And if you have the opportunity to use a number three or number four running back, it's probably a good idea. And particularly in the so-called uh, garbage time, and I don't really like to use that term because all plays in the NFL are important, but in some cases, you have the opportunity to use a running back when the situation is not as critical as it is normally. And um, I think that 
it's probably a good idea to do that. One of the problems that we had a couple years ago, uh, Nick Chubb was out and we had um, uh, Kareem Hunt was injured, but not so injured that he couldn't play. And uh, I think we were playing the Arizona Cardinals and we were getting our butt kicked really bad. That was the game that uh, Baker Mayfield more severely injured his left shoulder. And and we were not going to win that game. And they left Kareem Hunt in the game anyway. And he wound up further aggravating an injury to his leg. And uh, so then... Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were both out the next week, and that's the only reason why Dearness Johnson got the call. And it turned out that Dearness Johnson could actually run the ball, and he had something like 140 yards on the ground that next game. So it turned out that that was not a bad thing, but Kareem Hunt wasn't as useful as he could have been because he was playing hurt, and there may not have really been a reason why he had to do that. So let's talk about the running back room. And I want to take you back to uh, 2019. This is a year that I'm still upset about this. This is the first year that the Browns had both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on a team. You remember that Kareem Hunt was suspended uh, due to a incident that happened in a uh, drinking establishment. We had an altercation with a woman outside an elevator. It was pretty disgraceful. And he was suspended for eight games. And uh, so we only had him really for the second half of the season. And Browns fans sort of congratulated themselves that, hey, we've got this great pair of running backs now. And aren't we just great, the cream of the uh, NFL running backs. But that was not true. It was not true. We were just really too full of ourselves about the running back situation in 29. And here's why. Let's compare the Browns to the uh, Baltimore Ravens of 2019. This is going to be painful, but the 2019 Ravens had over 3,000 yards. And this is the year that Lamar Jackson set a new record for running yards or rushing yards for a quarterback. I think it was 1,206. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Uh, this is also the year that Nick Chubb should have led the NFL in rushing yards, but Freddie Kitchens decided that, oh, he's got it locked up. Let's uh, rest him. And uh, so he didn't play very much the second half of the game. And that allowed uh, Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans to have a monster game in the the second game, you know, the in other words, the four o'clock game on Sunday, and he gained over 200 yards and beat out Nick Chubb for the NFL rushing title. 
but despite Nick Chubb's dominance that season as the premier halfback in the NFL, with the possible exception of Derrick Henry, the Baltimore Ravens had a first-string running back in Mark Ingram that was over 1,000 yards, and then they had the, the second running back was Gus Edwards, who was also very tough with over 700 yards. And they also had yardage um, from uh, uh, Justice Hill, who was over 200 yards. And if you added all this stuff up from running back two, running back three, and then they also had a bunch of other guys that got a little bit here and a little bit there, they actually had more yards from the running backs. You know, forget about Lamar Jackson's 1,200 yards. Just throw those out the window. The Baltimore Ravens still had more yards from the running back room than the Cleveland Browns had with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in their running back room. And the reason is that they had ridiculously low yards from uh, Dontrell Hilliard. And uh, let me just look up the number, the exact number for you. Uh, Dontrell Hilliard had 49 yards, and Dearness Johnson had only 21, and uh, everybody else had only uh, 17 combined yards. So they didn't really have any yards, and even if Lamar Jackson had not had any yards at all, even if Baker Mayfield had had his um, 100 yards plus. Baker Mayfield had 141 yards. And what if Lamar Jackson had had zero? Well, the Ravens still would have outrushed the Browns. It was, in other words, they had like 3,200 yards and the Browns had 1,900 yards. It was like 1,300 yards more than the Browns. And it was because the Browns had no depth in the running back room, or if they did have depth, and remember that Dontrell Hilliard and Dearness Johnson were both carrying five yards per carry averages for a long time in their careers. Maybe they still have that uh, average for their lifetime NFL yards. I'll have to look it up. But the point is, is that they would not use these backs uh, even when they had the opportunity. And we know that there was plenty of garbage time in 2019 because the Browns didn't win that many games. So don't tell me they had no opportunity to use a running back uh, in the third in the third position, in other words, RB3 and RB4, because the Browns weren't ahead in that many games, so they could have used them. Um, so that's what I'm talking about in terms of depth in the running back room, spreading the workload, and maximizing the output of the entire room, not just one running back, not just two running backs. And so this is not really a slam um, at all against Nick Chubb. It's not a slam against uh, Kareem Hunt, but it is a slam against the coaching staff that won't find opportunities for capable running backs at at the third and fourth position to get into the game, especially in so-called garbage time, and take some of the workload off of the number one and the number two guys. I think that's foolish. And uh, if they would have more rested players, 
the Browns should absolutely be killing their opponents in the second half. I've pointed out many times that Nick Chubb has a 6.0 yards per carry average in the second half, and there's absolutely no reason why it couldn't even be more if they were properly rested and just absolutely turn it on and kill their opponents in the second half. There's a legend that you can't come from behind if you're a running team in the second half. Well, that's absolutely not true if your running back is gaining six yards per carry in the second half. It's absolutely nuts. And you need to you know, just take care of your guys, rest them so that they're fresh and they can do the six-yard per carry thing in the second half. And that goes for Kareem Hunt as well. I think uh, sometimes Kareem Hunt had to play when he was hurt. And having a guy like Dearness Johnson get some carries might not have been such a stupid idea. Let's talk about the 2022 season. Uh, let me go to the next slide. What happened in 2022? Well, okay, 2022, everybody in Baltimore got injured. Lamar Jackson got injured, and they had to put in um, their guy uh, uh, Huntley. Uh, in as a uh, second string, that's Tyler Huntley, the second string quarterback. Uh, J.K. Dobbins also got injured. That was their running back, their number one running back. He's injured, and so they had to go to the retirement community and get Kenyon Drake and Gus Edwards to uh, dust off their uniforms and uh, strap it up and go out and gain yards, and they did. And uh, even there's Justice Hill, you know, the guy, same guys that we saw in 2019. There they are. And they still gained uh, almost 3,000 yards or 2720 yards. That's a lot of yards on the ground, despite the fact that their first string quarterback and first string running back were both injured for major portions of the years. Uh, the Browns were did better than in 2019. They did have some major yardage from Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb, of course, was outstanding in 2022, gained a ton of yards, uh, over 1,500, although once again, he finished second, I think, in uh, total rushing yards. Um, the uh, uh, kid from Oakland, uh, uh, Jacobs, uh, edged him out in total rushing yards. Uh, the Browns also got some rushing yards from their quarterbacks, uh, Jacoby Brissett and Deshaun Watson. Not as many as Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley, but they did get some contribution there. But let's talk about running back three, running back four, etc. This is really ridiculous. Dearness Johnson, once again, got fired, basically. He was down to his 17 yards per season total. That's ridiculous. Come on, Kevin. Come on, Alex. You can find more ways to use Dearness Johnson besides 17 yards per season. That's ridiculous. The Browns were not ahead in all of those games. Find ways to use those guys to take off some time, uh, you, know, you know, some of the carries for Kareem and for Nick. And especially because I don't think that Kareem Hunt was particularly healthy in 2022. He was down to 3.7 yards per carry. And I think a lot of that was health-related. We're seeing, actually, the 2023 version of 
Kareem Hunt is more healthy than in 2022, and he's actually performing at a higher level this year than he did last year. And I think a lot of that has to do with if we had put in a third-string guy like Dearness Johnson to take up some of that workload, if we'd have had a three-headed monster instead of a two-headed monster, then maybe Kareem would have been stronger at the end of the year and more well-rested rather than struggling like he did. Also, let's talk about running back number four. That would be Jerome Ford. You'd think that with the talent that we now realize he has, perhaps he should have gotten more carries than he did, but he only had 12 yards for the entire season in 2022. That's ridiculous. Look at what the Ravens did to outrush the Browns. They have Dobbins. Okay, Dobbins got hurt. They got Drake. You know, he didn't have a huge yards per carry average, but he was in there getting yards. Same with Mark Edwards. He was okay, um, but he was in there getting his yards. And uh, then also Justice Hill got his yards, and they also had some miscellaneous yards from wide receivers and this and that. Um, But I just want to emphasize that the Browns have traditionally tried to, to limit the rushing yards or the rushing carries to only two running backs, number one, Nick Chubb, number two, Kareem Hunt, and nobody else gets any carries. Maybe some some trick plays with our um, our favorite guy, Anthony Schwartz, a wide receiver that they used to use on the jet sweep. But that's about it. Uh, I don't I don't think that's really a good way to run the running back room. I want to, you know, hopefully in 2023, this season, we've got this number three running back that everybody likes in Pierre Strong Jr. Hopefully as he heals up from his uh, current uh, war wounds, we should be able to see him. And hopefully he'll be doing a lot, lot better. And um, I hope that uh, that that will be the case. And I hope that we find a way to get Kenyon Drake or somebody else that's the fourth running back to get some yards. And, um, you know, the, it's a little bit counterintuitive, but by playing these number three and number four running backs like Baltimore does, the number one and number two guys are going to be much more effective in the second half of these games and they'll probably get more yards overall by doing that. So that's what I wanted to say. I'm very, very pleased by what we saw from Jerome Ford against Baltimore. Hope they can continue it. I want to see more of this north-south beast that Jerome Ford became against Baltimore uh, rather than the indecisive guy who would slow down as he approached the line of scrimmage and try to you know, go shift left and right and try to find a hole that doesn't work in the NFL does work in college. Um, But a lot of observers did not like that tendency from Jerome Ford, but we didn't see it against Baltimore. He went right up the middle or hit the hole as soon as he found it. And he went North and South and really did an outstanding job. Um, So I, I do think that we're entitled to still question the coaching staff's decision to rely only on two running backs this season. And I think that they have more talent. We would like to see Pierre Strong 
get some additional carries and additional uh, pass receptions out of the backfield just as soon as he's physically able to. And, and, you know, again, we don't really know the exact status of his injuries. But we hope that he's healing up. And when he is healing up, I'm hoping to see him in the game and getting some yards uh, so that uh, we don't have become too dependent on Ford and see him get tired out or uh, beat up as the season progresses. And similarly with Kareem Hunt, he's been really great. Let's not push our luck and overwork him. I like him just the way he is, just the way he's been utilized. Let's get some uh, additional opportunities from the other running back resources that we have available. Lastly, I wanted to say that um, I think I, I think it's been very impressive to have a fullback like Nick Harris, a converted center. Uh, he didn't. He was not used a lot in the Baltimore game. I'm not sure if he's completely. You know, he might have gotten banged up a little bit against uh, Baltimore, but we didn't see him as much as we had in previous games. But I think uh, that is a good move uh, to continue to use him in that role. And uh, he is an asset for the running game, and I hope to see him continue in that role in the next several games or indeed the rest of the season. And that concludes what I had to say. Again, congratulations to Jerome Ford, the offensive line, everybody else that uh, pitched in for that game. And especially I love that uh, at the time they said it was a 12-yard run. Now they're saying it was actually 13 when everybody um, contributed blocks and pushed Jerome Ford forward. It was going to be a two- or three-yard gain or gain, and they started to – extend their blocks, and the whole team lurched forward. It was just great. I love to see that. And everybody was just working together as a single unit and pushed the entire crummy Baltimore Ravens defense on their butts. And that was, for me, that was the most rewarding Cleveland Browns play that I've seen since 1999. I just absolutely loved it. Congratulations to everybody that was on the field and took place or took part in that very memorable play. So go Browns. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you next time. God bless.